Hey everyone, welcome back to Fat Chat. I'm Lori Boxer, Weight Nomad Diet Center. Think about these two stats. According to the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, obesity most often develops from ages 5 to 6 or during the teen years, and a child who is obese uh, between the ages of 10 and 13 has an 80% chance of becoming an obese adult. Okay, that's stat number one. Number two, a study of the parents of over 2,000 five-year-olds found that parents underestimated their overweight child in 85% of the cases. Those two numbers, those two stats are astounding. If you don't actually, you know, see overweight and obese clients every day, as I do, you know, these high percentages, you know, might seem a little bit far-fetched. However, I do, and they aren't. And my own uh, perspective on, on the matter is, is very simple. Obesity in kids is the fault of parents. Again, obesity in kids is the fault of parents. You want to call it, you know, poor parenting? I'm okay with that. Of, of the many, and there are many, here are, the t- here are my top three, what I call the REDs, okay? Rationalizations, excuses, denials, the REDs. Here are my top three that parents say to me um, when it comes to their overweight kids. And so I'm going to ask you, how many times have you heard a friend, a relative, or a neighbor of yours say these things to you about their obese kid? Perhaps you can even say them about your own. All right, you ready? Here goes. All right, the first one, a quote, he's a picky eater. Okay, now almost always this means that uh, they won't eat anything except high-fat, high-carb foods. This is the kid whose mother gives him sugary cereal for breakfast, sends him to school with a bag of chips or pretzels for snack, along with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. She then gives him cookies or candy as soon as he gets home from school and makes him mac and cheese for dinner. This is the kid whose parents want to go along to get along, okay? So they feed him only the things that he, he likes, which they themselves gave him the habits of only liking very early on. Because if they gave him something that was good for him that he didn't like and he fought it, they gave in. That's not good parenting. Excuse number two, she'll grow into her weight or he'll grow into her weight. Okay, this is the parent who has convinced herself or himself that their son's or daughter's fat is, uh, you know, going to magically stretch up as they grow. Of course, while eating the same shit and more of it as they age and their appetites expand, that made them overweight or obese in the first place. It's funny how how that works in their own mind. Uh, Wrong. Fat young kids don't grow into their weight. They grow into their habits. Naive is the parent who believes that they can feed their kids one way that gets them fat and expects them to somehow grow up eating, you know, a different way. Next excuse. Third, this is number three. I didn't talk with my child for fear of instilling an eating disorder. I didn't want them to have an eating disorder, so I didn't bring up the issue. This is the parent who doesn't want to believe that her young child's obesity is an eating disorder. 
every bit as life-threatening than the, uh, you know, the rarer disorder uh, of anorexia nervosa. Absolutely. If you have a young child and they're already extremely overweight or obese, it is an eating disorder. Now, what are these three REDs, these three rationalizations, excuses, and denials, what do they all have in common? Well, in my experience, almost always I hear them from parents who are also overweight or obese. So I repeat, childhood obesity is a result of adult behavior. So it is my opinion that until parents change their habits, how can it be expected that children will change theirs? Until adults change their attitudes about eating vegetables, you know, to use that as an example, Uh, unless they change their attitudes about that because they're delicious and not just because they're healthy. It makes eating those foods, you know, a chore or, or a duty rather than a joy to eat them. Until adults change their attitude about, say, fitness as being fun and not an awful, mentally painful chore they feel they must do, even if that's the way they really feel. It makes exercise or walking, jogging, bike riding, you know, you know, which, by the way, are all free at no charge. It makes them a forced duty or activity. Now, if you teach your kids that they must finish all the food on their dinner plate because you warn them, you know, to do otherwise is wasteful, you are creating a pattern, a problem, uh, you know, dare I say, putting a curse on your child that will follow them for the rest of their lives. Obese adults almost always finish their food even if they are not hungry. If you always give your child, you know, a, a sweet juice or a soda when, when, when they're thirsty instead of a glass of water, they will almost certainly identify thirst with sweet beverages for the rest of their lives. If you don't build physical activity into your own life, there is no encouragement um, for your kids to be active. Instead, what are you doing? You're sending a message by default that video games, electronic devices, and, you know, other sedentary time wasters are okay. And since it's summer, when you're next at the pool or the beach, uh, take notice about how many parents are sitting on their beach chairs, you know, fiddling with their smartphones instead of being in the water, you know, swimming or taking a long walk along the shoreline. In fact, adults are as addicted uh, today to their electronics as their kids are these days. Are you one of them? As parents, we take credit for the good things that we do for our kids, and uh, rightfully, we feel a sense of pride and and satisfaction in how uh, those actions impact or influence our children's lives, and we should. But similarly, we've got to take the blame for the bad things we do as well. And if your kid is obese, it is not the fault of the food producers and the electronics manufacturers or the fast food restaurants and the video games industry and the advertising community and the school curriculum and the media and on and on and on. No. Uh, You know, does McDonald's barge into your home and stuff your fridge with Big Macs? I don't think so. Does Frito-Lay do the same with your pantry shelves with bags of Doritos? No, they don't. So to blame a child's obesity on anything on the outside for how a family goes about its daily activities is passing the, uh, the bucket of blame where it doesn't belong. Good behavior and good habits comes from inside, from parents who model you know, those behaviors and habits, who cook at home, who serve healthy meals in appropriate portions, who engage in physical activity on a regular basis, 
and who also know that it's the consistency of good eating and exercising habits, uh, you know, that are important. And it's the consistency of those habits that aren't all undone, you know, by a, by a single bag of chips from time to time in a friend's house. So if your child is obese, you should pin the tail of childhood obesity where it really, really belongs on yourself. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's podcast, email me at info at fatchatpodcast.com or you can send a Twitter message uh, to at wait no more DC or at listen to fat chat. And if you'd like to keep up with all the good stuff we do and the info we provide, please visit our website at waitnomoredietcenter.com and you can sign up there uh, for our free monthly electronic newsletter and uh, or to receive our weekly podcast uh, via email. Until next week, I'm Laurie Boxer, Weight No More Diet Center. And remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. <music>